afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. My co-host today is investigative journalist Patricia Negrin, my partner in crime and taking down the Global Pedophile Network. And today we're going to cover the latest details on the takedown of the network. And we'll start by discussing the many problems occurring at the Vatican. For instance, Cardinal George Pell is currently in Australia to stand trial for sexual abuse of children. So I'll bring Trish on right away and we'll get started. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. It's great to be back. Yes, yes. Well, you know, we want to take down this global pedophile network, and who's the top pedophile in the world, and that is the Pope at the Vatican running yeah. the whole show. <laughs> so this week we have good news in, in what's going down, and we can take the top pedophile group down. That would be a good place to start, I think. Yeah, you know, I, the, I think... For a lot of people, understanding, you know, the shock of learning about the Catholic Church and the child rape crisis there was hard enough to process. But, you know, the the reality of how far and wide this whole thing runs, I think the public has yet to come to grips with it, as, as you know, because it's not just an accident that these priests wind up there. They're protected and they're cultivated. It's an entire culture. Exactly, exactly. And I was watching videos about Cardinal Pell, you know, showing up in Australia for the trial, and this has dragged out for so many years. This guy has been sexually abusing children, I think, back in the 80s. Stuff in it, and yeah. now it's just coming to trial now. And no, we don't see headlines about this. I mean, I didn't even know he was back there for the trial until I think it was yesterday or the day before. Right, me too. I had no idea yeah. that was going on. Right, right. And the video I was watching today, they were saying that they're paying like 10000 a day to attorneys to represent wow. him. Yeah. Well, and the thing, you know, all these good people, my, my father is a very devout Catholic and you know, has given money to the church for so many years, and yet this is how it gets used. Instead of going to help people in need, it gets used to defend child rapists. It's just an absolute outrage. And and the other thing, it would be one thing if they had this problem and dealt with the victims and tried to properly uh, address their injuries, but they are utterly unapologetic, and the Pope, Pope Francis himself says that the victims, you know, are the ones who need to just be quiet and get on with their lives, that somehow the priests are not culpable in any way. I, I, it just is really so shocking, and, um, you know, it, it's hard to... The deception of the Catholic Church, I think, is probably the greatest deception in our history, honestly, especially given, you know, one of the things that even I didn't know, I grew up in the Catholic Church and all of that, but I didn't even realize that Jesuits are not Catholic, and Pope Francis is not Catholic. (laughs) And then you have to ask the question, why would it be that a non-Catholic would become head of the Catholic Church? Once you start digging in a little further, you discover the history of the Jesuits and how this whole practice of Satanism and the Luciferian culture is 
uh, very much have the root of the church itself. Right, right. Now, you were raised Catholic, right? You were just yes. saying your father was invoked. So, you know, you know much more about this than I. I mean, I was raised half Catholic and half Protestant, okay? So when I was a little kid, I went to catechism during the week, and then I went to Sunday school on the weekends. Now, I was really little. I mean, back in my day, this would have been in the early 50s. That's when the nuns were all dressed in all black, you know. And, and right. They had, right. And I, I mean, I can remember sitting there just so wanting to know if they had hair underneath those right. <laughs> veils that they wore, you know, and everything. And back then, it was the catechism was below the church, and it was an old church at the time. And it was kind of scary. I mean, yeah. they, it would smell of incense, and it was like dark. You know, kind of yeah. dark, and it, it was scary for me. And I'll tell you what turned me against the Catholic Church. Now, I probably was only, I don't know, I must have been six or seven years old. And I was leaving catechism one day, and, and it was against the church rules for to go to a Protestant church, too, back then, if you were Catholic. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, this nun bent over and told me, this little girl, probably six or seven, told me, there was no God in my other church. I shouldn't go there. And as little as I was, I thought, well, that's not true. God is in my Protestant church. And that turned me against the Catholic church right there. I quit going to catechism. Yeah. yeah. And now, um, <laughs> I mean, what has become of this Catholic church? I'm telling you, I'm losing all respect for anybody that goes to that Catholic church anymore and giving money because all they are doing is supporting paying off these victims and the the sexual abuse victims, and it never ends. It would be one thing, you know, a few years ago when this all came out and now it's over $4 billion they paid these victims and stuff, but people still going to that church and giving money, I mean, that to me is of supporting this pedophile network. Right. Right, yeah, I, I and I think, you know, the whole, again, when especially with the Catholic Church, the deception is so great that I think for people who have been immersed in the Church for their entire lives, it's just is such cognitive dissonance to contemplate that reality that they can't get there. But I absolutely agree with you, as ugly as the truth is, you know, as adults, we have an obligation to confront it and own our decisions whether or not to support the activity. It's just like, you know, um, you know, paying taxes to a government that goes slaughtering people and, you know, having to own that. So um, I just, it, it, it's, it's truly heartbreaking to imagine so many people have invested themselves personally in a um, belief system that's just built on lies. Right, right. And it's not new. This whole I learned that all of this goes back to the Napoleonic Wars, which I had no idea. And this whole, um, this whole, like, sort of game plan to bring the black pope to the Catholic Church, and that would be sort of the culmination of their centuries of work to dominate, you know, the the banking systems and population, control the populations around the world. 
and they've managed to do it. Who it doesn't matter matter whether or not you're Catholic, they control the banking system in ninety percent of the countries, ninety five. Right. No. Now, what you know? I hear people talking about black pope all the time. What What does that mean, the black pope? It is the this is the nutty part, and I and I am just learning this myself, so I can only tell you what I understand without being able to give you a ton of context yet. But sure. this whole thing, the the black pope is the pope that was anticipated to to deliver the Luciferian promise of domination and, you know, a satanic world. Right. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's it in a nutshell. Okay, and the Black Pope is, and he, so this would be someone, he, like, the embodiment of Lucifer. That's the Black wow. Pope. The greatest deception, because remember, Lucifer is supposed to be a brilliant um, deceiver, and right. the Jesuits are known for their intellect, so they are quite adept at um, deception, and that's what that's when they knew they knew they would have achieved their goal when they would be able to convince the world that that someone as evil as Pope Francis was their savior. Right. Right. Do you did you just hear my phone buzzing? It's ringing again. Oh did no! You hear it? I guess probably it would cut you off when you were talking. Yeah. You know, they do this almost every week. I don't yeah. get phone calls. I mean, I don't give my phone number out to anybody. I don't communicate much by phone, and I don't get any personal phone calls. So this phone never rings. So when they do this every week in my show, you know, it is for a reason. It is to distract and. It, but it annoys me. It annoys me. I'm trying to listen to what you're saying and it keeps buzzing off. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. No, I, I could hear what you were saying, but then when it would buzz, then you would, your words would be cut off. But right. So that is the black pope. So he's bringing, well, he's just coming right out that they're Satanists. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Most of the Catholic Church, like the people who attend Sunday Mass, have no idea about any of this. So I, I, I think that is, uh, I, you know, just as they had to face the reality of the child rape by the priest, they're going to have to face this, but um, it, what a harsh reality it is, right? Oh, it sure is. It sure is. Well, the latest, of course, it was just a, probably a month ago or whatever when Pope Francis was down in Chile, and he as much as called the victims liars said they were right. defaming the priest that it had raped them. Yeah. I mean, and and at that time I thought, this should drive people nuts when he's yeah. stooping this low now to call these poor kids that were sexually abused by these priests, yeah. defame them and say they're making this up. Oh, yeah. my God. After they paid over $4 billion out in settlements. Right. Well, and remember, too, while he was there, he denied having any knowledge of... Um, demand abuse or complaints, and then lo and behold, he produced the letter um, proving that Pope Francis knew full well about what had gone on and refused to address it. He did. He lied. Yeah. Outright lied. <laughs> yeah. Or well, it seems that comes oh, easy to him. Yeah. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's when I think, you know, they knew their deception would be complete is when they get away with that kind of thing. It's just it's incredible. Right, right. Well, you know, to me, I mean, if I was a member of the Catholic Church anymore, and I heard the Pope doing that, I could, I yeah. could not attend a church mass. I could not. In fact, it was probably three years ago after I figured all this mess out that we had to go. We went at Christmas to uh, to the um, oh, the place where they keep bodies. What are those called? They're not buried. They're kept in. Um, I don't know, but we went there for a service for for my boyfriend's brother's service and his dad's. And um, the year before I went, and this didn't happen, but. When we were sitting there, here comes the priest and starts doing mass. I sat there and I thought I was going to throw up. And I just looked at him and looked at him and he's coming down preaching, you know, to people. I had to get up and leave. I could not even sit there and look at that monster. You know, it was just like, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I yeah, went and sat out in the hall and waited for the people to come out. Mm. Well, you know, the the Oscars was fantastic for bringing attention to the whole child rape issue. I don't know if you saw the billboards that went up. Um, one oh, of those were great. And the, <laughs> the, the Oscar for Biggest Pedophile goes to. So that was a nice opportunity to sort of to elevate that issue again. And I think, you know, people are recognizing that... It's not just now that it's just coming out in Hollywood. I think people are recognizing that it is certainly not limited to Hollywood, but it it is helping the conversation move forward. So that's good news anyway. Right, and didn't they? Now, see, I wouldn't watch the. I think a lot of people boycotted those. Uh, I do too. I did. Oh, I did. No. But I did watch some this morning some of the truth teller videos that came out, you know, and were describing them, and um, they were and ones were saying that 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 Ryan Seacrest that they had him as an announcer or whatever, and that he got I don't know he got shunned by quite a few actresses or whatever. They wouldn't talk oh, to him really? or something. Yeah. <laughs> this this is just so insane, and they keep going around like nothing's wrong. You know, they're all yeah. walking around, and those those billboards. What did it say? How come nobody's arrested yet? Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Harvey Weinstein still walking around. You know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Just name after name after name after name, and we the evidence is readily available, and yet they all walk free. It is just unconscionable. None of us would be walking around if it was a regular, you know, working class American. It's just sickening. And and oh I still don't understand why we are tolerating this. <laughs> well I should I sure don't. I mean and and the the ridiculousness of politics. Now yesterday they come out and they said they did a poll and they said that Hillary or Bernie would would score um, less than Joe Biden running in 2020. And I put that out and I said, if they think for one minute they're going to put one of these pedophiles out there like Biden, that oh. the Democrats put him out there to run, they will rot in hell. We will never allow another pedophile to sit in that White House. 
Well, you know, it's funny because every time they try and do something like that, it backfires on them big time. So, but they don't seem um, to care. They don't yeah. seem to care. I mean, they put well, out, they, with, with Biden doing this, they put out videos, you know, telling all about his his life and his perversion and everything, and, and they just go right ahead and next day say he's running. Well, yeah. I I can't see it. Can you? I, I, our system does not function, and I just can't imagine that any of them are going to see a jail cell unless the rest of us do something about it. Right. Well, you know that Biden business. You know when he does that swearing in of the um, senator. Oh yeah. And he paws all their children, uh, sexually abuses their children, right, for the whole world to watch yeah. because because they broadcast this for the whole world to watch. This is a big event. I swear, in my opinion, that's a, that's a that's a sexual abuse ceremony. And and he goes and he and he sexually abuses all them little children. I mean, it just makes your yeah. stomach turn to watch them. And then parents sit there and allow it. Yeah. This is what yeah. they do. That these people in this pedophile network, they rape and sodomize their own children. They let their friends sodomize and rape their own children. This is how sick this is, and this is the world we're living in. Yeah. And this is allowed to just continue. And another point I want to make about the uh, priest, um, this just came out yesterday. A male escort sends a detailed 1,200-page diary to the Vatican outing 40 gay priests. Right. Yeah. So he said that uh, he, he said he compiled by a self-proclaimed gay escort, Francesco Manci Capra. He has told Italian media that he outed the priest because he couldn't stand their hypocrisy any longer. Good for him. I hope he doesn't. So Twelve hundred pages. That that must be full of. Po- yeah. Pretty horrible. Can you imagine? Stuff. Oh. Twelve hundred pages. Like, don't you turn it over to the Vatican? What they're going to just cover it up again? Yeah. You know, right? It's just horrifying. Yeah, look at these people going and giving their money to them. They're spending ten thousand dollars a day on attorneys to 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 defend this Cardinal Pell. Ten thousand dollars a day. How many people? How much do they make an hour, and they go and contribute to that? Yeah. Church? Yeah. <laughs> So insane, but yeah. So at the Oscars, um, what? Oh, did you see the video that I put out where they put Oscars for all the different people, and they were just for all the perverts and the ones that support. No, I was looking through your timeline, but um, but that would be really funny. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, it one. is. It is. In those in those those billboards they put up. Now, what did they say again? Um, one of them said the the Oscar for biggest pedophile goes to which one, and then I'm looking for him now. I, I lost track of them. I can't remember what the other one said, but there were three of them, I think. Right. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. One goes to the biggest pedophile. Who will be arrested? I think. Why is nobody arrested? I think that was one of the bills. Yeah. Yeah, they were big, weren't they? Pink with letters or something. I mean, they yeah, really stood out. They were like a reddish or an orangish red. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Well, you know, I I sense quite 
um, clearly among the public growing outrage that still no one has been arrested. And um, I just, I don't see people sitting quietly aside waiting for justice for much longer, to be to be honest. No, no. And, and I don't know what we're going to do, but we've got to put an end to this. This is just so insane. Yeah. We can't allow this to go on. And these, this bit with, you know, people will come out now and they'll defend Weinstein and saying, well, you know, if women slept with them to get to their top, that's prostitution, that's not sexual abuse or rape, you know, and all this. And I said today, these people, these celebrities, granted, they did not come out and tell on these people, but they are coming out now. And I'm giving right. them credit. You know, right. it took a lot of guts to do this. And look at all of them. I mean... It's like a hundred women have accused Weinstein, and here he sits. Yeah, and I mean, in his case, is outright rape. There was no yeah. consent with many of those women, but here he is, just walking around like nothing's happened. And we don't hear anything about Kevin Spacey now. He was supposedly being investigated um, over in in the UK and in here in the United States, but where is he these days? Still nothing. Yeah. Oh. No, it's incredible. And so we sit here and we say we're going to take down this, you know, pedophile network and stuff, and and all the evidence is out there, and the victims come forward and tell, and nothing happens. Yeah. Very frustrating. I, you know, it's especially frustrating when, you know, Trump campaigned on this. This was supposed to be something he was going to address and we know we know that every day that goes by you know more and more of these kids are being raped and killed and it's just sickening that anyone could conceive that you know political expediency was somehow a priority over the well-being of these children right well, I see I had a headline here, too, that 18 men arrested human trafficking mission in Washington County. Now, Washington County, I'm not sure. I'm looking at the pictures here. But anyhow, okay, we're taking down, if you look at the last year since Trump came into office, I mean, there had probably been thousands arrested for this child trafficking. But right. None of the big names that are right. leading it. Well, and no, the Hillary Clinton are the ones who make it possible. Right. And so, well, it looks like, too, I got here on my uh, Facebook timeline that Hillary's sudden move of $1.8 billion to Qatar Central Bank stuns financial oh. world. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. It's going to run out of this country. What do you bet? Oh, of course. She's, yeah. If she's not already, I mean, we heard, we don't even know what's real, what we're seeing, actually. <laughs> Um, no, isn't that you know, the truth? TV, so... Does she have a light boot on anymore? I don't even know, Evelyn, to tell you the truth. I haven't seen any pictures of her, um, so that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, supposedly there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes that we aren't supposed to know about. But Yeah, well... 
like I wish it doesn't it's not evident anywhere. We're, and it feels like we're you know supposed to sit here and trust, and it's just like well nothing's happening, and if we can't tell that anything's happening, then how are we supposed to you know? Right. What are we gonna know. do, Trish? I know. <laughs> I mean, what what did um you talked to Kevin Annette? What does he have in mind? Kevin Annette, you know, he's he's really big on exposing all this child trafficking global. What does yeah. he, do they have some plan in mind? Yes, I need to um, reconnect with him. But what I the conversation uh, as that I did have with him was around working with local sheriffs. And my understanding from a recent um, email I got from him was that in Pennsylvania and in one other location, there are women who are organizing um, in an effort to try and address this on a local level. So I'm going to... continue following up with him to see if there's a way to do it but but what we're starting to realize I thought it would be a great option because you know look, sheriffs are elected they're not appointed and so they're theoretically accountable to their local communities but I the same dynamic is at work in those local elections as they are in the federal elections which means that the sheriffs are all bought off, as we have seen so clearly in Broward County with Sheriff Israel and in Las Vegas with, um, what's his name, the sheriff there, who's oh, yeah, covering up the Las Vegas name, shooting. Yeah. So they're fully corrupt themselves, and I'm not sure that that's a viable option for us, but... Um, Certainly, one other thing that we're looking at uh, and researching, at least I am with uh, Albert, is citizens' arrest of these right. people. And um, th- then the question becomes, you know, how, the logistics around that and then having the, the police actually charge the individual. So... You can get them arrested, but they could just walk back out, although that may be worthwhile. If we do a whole bunch of them, that may be worthwhile because then it gets, you know, public attention because it's so unusual, and then it gets people thinking about whether or not they'd like to use that as an option because, you know, again, we do not have a justice system that's functioning right now. And so where we have to do... You know, we have to work around that, and that citizen's arrest is available to us legally. So there's absolutely no reason why we couldn't do that. There could be consequences on the civil side, of course. Um, But, you know, I I imagine there are more than a few people out there who are willing to, you know, take that risk to, to... get some movement on this because otherwise if we keep waiting for an administration to do it, it's not going to happen. They are not going to do it. I don't believe it. I I personally do not believe it. And the bottom line is that even if it is addressed by this administration, this administration isn't going to be around forever. We need structural change. 
and arresting people and then leaving the system as it is does nothing for us. So we we need to set up an entirely new system. And one other way, other outside of the citizens' arrest, which could bring lots of attention, and depending on we, if we choose carefully who to um, pursue in this regard, it could give us, you know, sort of the, the shot in the arm we need to get people to finally act locally themselves. So, so how do you, how do you make a citizen's arrest? So uh, my initial research into this is that uh, the keys, the two keys are that uh, you're not, you should not do it for a misdemeanor offense, that that's uh, not considered really justifiable unless it's an offense that puts people in immediate danger. Um, Right. So what we're talking about are human rights um, violations. So obviously that's a felony and would qualify. And then the other thing is that uh, when you make a citizen's arrest, you uh, just need to notify the person that you're arresting them. And if you can articulate why, um, like the crime, you should. But other than that, you just detain them and you call the police and then when the police come, you turn them over uh, to their custody. And um, so... Do you have to have the charges drawn up or something that you're charging them with? I mean, otherwise, what do the police charge them with? No? No. You don't. You just have to... And, and, you know, what what I... My thinking is that, um, you know, one of the people... One of the people that would be perfect to go after would be... uh, this guy, David Keith, out at Harvard, because he's kind of low profile, but at the same time, um, Harvard is a big name, and you get somebody, a citizen's arrest of one of their professors, you're going to get attention for it. So... Okay, so um, even if he gets released in that, you know, hours later, it still right. may be worthwhile. And, and it's a matter of finding someone who's willing to take the risk of any fallout um, that would, would come. Well, I don't think we could get at Podesta, but he'd be another good one to arrest. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, you know, you want to make sure it's somebody that's accessible um, and... Also, you know, you're not going to directly risk your life because a lot of those very powerful people, you know, just getting close to them, you're putting your life at risk. So, you know, you have to choose very carefully where to begin. But I think, like I said, once once that dam is broken and people see it happen, they can sort of, it, you know, it it becomes a reality for them, and then they start to consider it a possibility for themselves. And I think I think it's a very legitimate way to inspire people to act themselves and independently. And um, and that's really what we need. We need something to get us going. And I don't. My biggest concern is that we wait until the deep state takes action, like, you know, another 9-11 event before we act. And, and, and we don't want to be on the defensive because then you have all of that emotion and fear and everything else that goes along with it, and that works against us. <clears throat> so I think that ideally we take action 
um, which, you know, obviously you don't know how it will all play out, but at least we're the ones we're the ones on the offensive and we put them on the defensive and that's where we want to be. So, right. Now, the other thing I'm working with uh, someone, I'm trying to see if we can get a new voter database, a national voter database that can be divided up to the state ultimately, because my understanding is that the states are hoarding all that data and won't release it to the White House. So, um, even getting the fair election is going to be next to impossible. So um, the one thing I realized is that all that voter data is controlled by private entities. And there's absolutely really? no reason why we can't compile a voter database of our own. So I'm working with a coder, a programmer, to see if we can get one set up and just start, you know, kicking away at it and see, see if we can roll it out and um, use it to hold our own elections and do them as hand-counted paper ballots. And, um, you know, we we set up a system that works for us and, and just edge the old broken system out. I You know, I think we've got to just stop participating in it. Well, right, and I've been seeing headlines now. I, I, I haven't read the articles because I usually stay completely away from politics because I wouldn't vote for any official that's been running in this country. And um, anyhow, about all these illegal immigrants being allowed to vote. Yeah. Now, this is that's wrong. That's the other thing. Yeah. Is I used to be opposed to voter ID under the um, mistaken idea that it, it prevented, you know, large numbers of people from voting. And there's no reason why. That's the other thing about having our own voter database is that we could use it in conjunction with a voter ID system. And then, you know, we could certify our own vote with a, a accounting firm, and then um, and then work from there. But I think I think there we do have options open to us. It's just that we have to start setting them up and 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 just build our own system. That's great. So I I think it's and you know there were a bunch of these types of apps that came out during the uh, primary. So I know it's possible. Right. Well, I don't Will there even be a Democratic Party by November? I mean, I'm not for any party. I think all of our officials in Washington are compromised. You know, yeah. I'm not for any party. So when I speak out against the Democrats, it's not because I like the Republicans better. There are just tons of perverts Republicans, too. But the idea right. is there's so much that has come out about the Democrats that people that people can't miss the stuff that we've been reporting since, uh, well, starting, I was reporting that Hillary was a pedophile long before uh, WikiLeaks leaked all that stuff about John Podesta and all those things. But since that came out and everything that we've revealed since, are there people still calling themselves Democrats supporting these perverts? Yeah, yeah. It's giving money to them? Well, yeah. like my understanding is that the the DNC is financially um, insolvent. I mean, I could not, 
I don't know how they, they could survive, you know, on a shoot string or just, you know, on fumes for a while. But, uh, yeah, you really have to wonder. Um, there are fewer and fewer big donors out there willing to give them money, but those, those seem like the only options for them right now, which are business people looking to buy influence. And, you know, I see them betting less and less on Democratic candidates because, the party is just so weak, but that's, but then they go to the Republican Party and just find their candidate there and buy them out. So it's, you know, either way, you're screwed. So, um, oh, yes, even yes, yes. the irony, the real irony here is that the, the number of independents or unaffiliated voters Mm-hmm. Outnumber both Republicans and Democrats combined, and yet here we are allowing ourselves to um, be bullied by them into voting for one or the other. It's just, and our system is set up to make it impossible for us to vote in independence. So that's again, that's why we have to set up our own system, and we can totally do it. The technology is available to us, and and all we have to do is be determined in reaching out to people and um, making it known so that we can uh, just go run with it. We are never going to fix that the, the electoral system we have right now. It is so broken. It is so rigged down to the local level that it it, it needs to be thrown out entirely. Oh, I know. Well, how how difficult would that be to for the government to accept that if you set that up, if you people set that up that voting system? Well, you know, Evelyn, I'm not sure, but the bottom line is if we can show we have a legitimate vote for uh-huh. legitimate candidates, uh, I right. think you know we've got some standing in court. But to say you know our candidate belongs in the position, I will see how that plays out. You know, this is, I've never done this kind of thing before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's my first time. <laughs> but I, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And, well, you and know, I'm a great researcher and everything, and, and think, but I'm not good at doing things. And you are so good at doing things and putting this stuff together that I give you so much credit, man. You are really something. Well, you know, in my work, thank you, Evelyn, you're very kind. You are a great researcher, by the way. But, you know, in my work, a lot of what I did was strategy, and that's what we need right now. And so... um, that I don't, we don't, we won't survive otherwise. We are we are literally in the fight of our lives at the we moment, are. and we so are. we have to be willing to try all kinds of new and unconventional things and think outside the box. Definitely, definitely, because uh, we don't have much time. You know, as we talk about a lot on here, the geoengineering and and them killing yeah. us with this chemtrail spraying. You know, and and. I know people probably hate hearing this, but Dane Wiggins says if we don't stop this now, this earth will be uninhabitable by 2025. And this is, and I express this all the time, and this is why I don't understand why people won't wake up and join this fight. They don't care about their own children and grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, I'm not around people because, you know, I don't leave the house because I don't want to get murdered because I want to remain a big mouth whistleblower that I've been for the last 17 years. 
But um, when I do run into people, I happen to run into my boyfriend's um, mother the other day, and I was and I was saying about the chemtrail spraying and and the things people are getting sick of, and it's not the flu. And, and she tried to shut me down, and I just blew up. You know, I said, how can you, she said she didn't want to hear anything about this or something. And I said, how can you not hear anything about this? I said, what is wrong with you people? You don't care that your children and grandchildren will have no future, and you don't want to hear about this and rise up with us and fight? You know, and she didn't answer me, and I, and I shut up, but my boyfriend later, he, he said, no, he's not good. Go after her. You know, and I did. She's like yeah. 86, but I did. It was like, how can you say this? That you're not interested in hearing this. You don't want to know about this. this yeah, I so still horrible. get some of those reactions too, where people are like, you know, you've got no evidence, and I show them the evidence. It's like, yeah, you've got no. That's nothing. You think it's? Oh my gosh, they seriously just simply cannot face the reality of it. But. I think, too, that's, that's if you tell it? people that Harvard is behind it, then they they have to stop and think because that's easy to look up. And the information is out there that Harvard is, in fact, behind a massive uh, global geoengineering program. So um, I found that's an excellent way to get people to listen because you can't, you can't dismiss that as, you know, um, all no, far right you or you know what I mean? It's fucking Harvard. So Well, you know, and people <laughs> always ask me, Well what what are, where are they gonna do when they kill all of us off? You know, with this and right. you know, they have these underground bases all over the yeah. globe. But, you know, I research everything. You know, people will say, Well, people get obsessed with Q following the Q. No, I follow Q but I research everything else too. And I research what is going on you know, the, the people don't know about. And they're saying that they have been blowing up these underground bases that the elites plan on escaping to. Yep. Now, I want to believe this is true, that they say these earthquakes that people hear and that what it really is is they're blowing up these underground bases. And so it's like, oh, okay, really? so you've been doing away with all of us. Well, where are you going to go now, you elites? Where are you going to yeah. go? Yeah. Who's blowing I don't hope it's true. That they can all stay up here and die with us. Yeah. They did this Who's blowing up the bunkers? Ah, uh, the what do they call themselves? Um, well, the White Hats, but they um, I. Oh really? But, yeah. Well, Benjamin Fulford is the one that that says this, and and then other other videos that I watch and stuff, they say the same thing, that they're doing this. So I want to believe oh, it. Oh wow. And 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 I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that over there in Afghanistan, back when they were blowing up, um, over there in Afghanistan, they were blowing up these drug rat lines and, and stuff over there, too, to do away with the money that they're making off of that from the drug trafficking and the organ harvesting yeah. and the, um, the child trafficking and all that, those rat lines, that they blew them up over in Afghanistan so that, that they'd I take the money know. that they That's were making a, from that. The opium factories, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet mm-hmm. we still have troops there guarding the opium fields. You know, but how the hell does that make any sense? Well, I know, and that would be be Trump still having them there guarding. Yeah, them. yeah. I don't. And when when um, before we got there, there was zero opium production. So how about we just leave? 
so they can get it back down to zero again. You know, it's just well, incredible sure. and, to me. And what they're doing, that, that Awan family from Pakistan, they're taking the opium from um, Afghanistan and, and turn it into drugs at these uh, drug factories and stuff that the Awan families own there in Pakistan. And then oh, yeah, they were shipping it here. in mango crates. Remember? Right. Pakistan yeah. has this special status for, it has exclusive status for um, mangoes out of that region. And they were being shipped in crates with plastic mangoes filled with heroin. Right. And they were going Poisoning to Poisoning our whole country. Where and people don't realize this. People don't realize this. That it's our, the Hillary Clinton Foundation and the CIA and stuff that are the ones that are poisoning this whole country with drugs. Yep, yep they sure are. And, and, and people won't wake up and get this. I mean, and how long have they been doing this, drug trafficking into the United States and poisoning everybody oh, with yeah, drugs? Yeah, decades. You probably have decades. this in your mind better than I do. You know, it actually goes back to the opium wars with China. That's when they started, because it was they discovered they could make a ton of money and um, also control the population more easily when they were addicted to opium. So, right. That was and about then, of 100 course, years got, ago, I think. 120 sure. years and then, ago. And then when they were doing that, the Iran-Contra deal, back yep. when Bush and Reagan were in office. Yep. And then Hillary and Bill just took it over, didn't they, with the mean airport down there in Arkansas? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So these and officials that are running to be president people are the ones that have been poisoning this country, poisoning us with these drugs for decades. Well, back in the 80s, we know for sure. So oh, yeah. it's kept going. And how do Hillary and Bill, you seen Bill Clinton lately? I've not seen him. No, I haven't, actually. Not at all. We don't know if these people are, are even alive. Or it's if they're true. Old. Did you see uh, the, the report that came out this week um, that Barbara Streisand cloned her dog? Oh, yes. God, that is mm-hmm. so gross. Like, why oh, yeah. do people, you know, well... Extreme wealth is a pathology. I'm sorry. It's just you can see it so consistently uh, how people become detached from reality. It's horrifying. Right. Right. And so that's what I said. But there's clones. I'm convinced of that. I've researched that, and I believe there's clones. And when I see the different people, I can tell. Like John Kerry stands out like a sore thumb. I mean, back when he ran, I was still a Democrat, and and I fought harder to, I campaigned harder for him than I ever did for anybody in my life, okay? And he threw the election to Bush in Ohio. I was living in Ohio, and I was working at Dayton Daily News. And all afternoon, you know, I was getting word from the, that the polls, you know, that, that um, Kerry was way ahead and all this. And, and then all of a sudden, I get a message that all of a sudden the polls turned. You know? Where, like in that, Ohio, yeah, them. they're the worst for, for half. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of them. And so then, so then, you know, people, oh, people came flooding into the state, you know, to help, to show that this was rigged in Ohio and everything. Kerry just gave him the election and walked away. And all these people, again, on their own time and everything, flew to Ohio and were trying to investigate the election, you know, the, all the um, 
bolts and all this stuff. Kerry just walked off and left him there, you know, but he knew it. I mean, the next day when he conceded the election, it was like, I'm sitting there and I still support him. I'm thinking, why are you doing this? You know, well, because he was in on it. You know, that I yeah, didn't realize exactly. it at the time. But at the time, I was down there in the in lunchroom at Dayton Daily News, and I was watching it. We were all watching him. And at the time, I got a real weird feeling, like something is very wrong here with how he's handling this, because everybody knew it was rigged. I mean, every poll changed. That was impossible. You know? Yeah. And it, yeah. And it was like, I went home and I was watching the election, and all of a sudden it showed George Bush and his family. Like, they were sitting there watching the results. And I just seen the look on his face, and I just knew he knew he was going to win. And I just went to bed. I just went to bed. It was like, I'm not even watching this. You know, it's totally rigged, and they're going to get away with this. But I thought that Kerry would fight it, but uh-uh. Yeah, same with, remember, Al Gore. He also, oh, yeah, he ended up making a deal. Like, that's how, that's why they're like, oh, well, I'm still going to get rich. What do I care? I'll get a position of power. They end up in the administration somewhere. And or with all kinds of access that allows them to profit from insider information or whatever it is, or, you know, uh, trade deals. And they just go on with their lives while the rest of the nation, you know, is left, you know, with lighter pockets and wondering what the hell just happened. The whole system is broken. We were ranked by Harvard, not that I'm really very impressed with Harvard anymore, but um, Harvard published a study, actually, published by the Electoral Integrity Group, and they found among Western democracies that the United States ranks dead last for electoral integrity. And in fact, we have no electoral integrity. Well, yeah, and what's so ridiculous is, is the United States goes snooping its nose in everybody else's election, which it in interferes with 90% of the time, you know, acting like they're monitoring other people's elections when ours is, like you said, what, we're last? Yes, dead last. James Wolfley, he's the uh, former CIA director, came out and said, yeah, we interfere in other com- countries' elections, but when we do it, it's necessary. It's just like, are you fucking oh, kidding James Woolsey, yeah. former CIA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way more profiteer. Yes, he's also one of the investors in Genie Oil, which illegally right. bought the oil rights to the Golan Heights back in 2013, just about the same time that the Syrian civil war started. Surprise, exactly. surprise. And it was just at the same time that Serena Shim uncovered the CIA rat line smuggling tens of thousands of terrorists and weapons into Syria from Libya. And they were being used to make way for the billionaires to get to steal that oil out of Syria. And Serena Shim was killed the next day. Shocking, right? Three months right. earlier... Chris Stevens, the U.S. ambassador in Benghazi, was killed for the same reason, because of that very rat line, bringing weapons and terrorists from Libya to Syria. Right. And I also think that he he figured out, he found out about uh, Hillary's rat lines with the trafficking children and, tra- and organ harvesting and all saying. that, too. Yeah. No, I think that's that's why they let him die. It's because they, could, right. they were, they didn't want it 
going to get disrupted. They were going to get their hands on that oil, come hell or high water. Right, right. And now that that James Wolsey, he, he's terrible. He's. Uh, I wrote an article probably back in 2006 about the Wolsey family's award profiteering well, family of the year or something like this. And I, I had went through and documented, and he is the worst war profiteer I've ever seen. Involved in it, and his wife involved in yeah. all these companies and stuff too. All these Mike defense Pompeo, companies. every one of those CIA guys, um, Michael Morrell, like they're such scums. Every single one of them. They're liars. They are professional liars, and they're they're psychopaths. It's like John Brennan going on to CNN and being their intel, you know, expert. It's just like, so you're just going to, instead of the CIA paying, you know, journalists to report propaganda, they're just putting the CIA people there to do it, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. It's just like, wow. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, the mainstream media put these pundits out here. And that's another thing. Every time I see one of these pedophiles out there as a pundit on TV. Well, like, like they'll put Podesta on talking. Yeah. I get so angry, Trish. I get so angry when I see these pedophiles out there still yet as pundits. I mean, yeah. my God, no, what has happened so in this country? It really is. I mean, it's not like they don't know this. They're doing on. it. They're putting it in our face. They're mocking us with it. I mean, they taunt public with this stuff regularly. Yes. It, it's just it's awful, horrifying. Awful. It is. It, I, I feel like we're making progress, though. I hope I hope it, that's the way it looks to you, too, because it feels like talking to people now, they wake up so much faster. Like, they're so right. aware that something's terribly wrong that you just have to give them a little bit of, you know, documentation, and they're like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And they start to realize, you know, as they encounter more and more evidence, you know, each of these things they understand is a complete fraud. Oh, absolutely. And the mainstream media is such a complete fraud altogether. And John Podesta going to work at the Washington Post and everything. that I've gotten to the point that I won't even post articles from, like, uh, the mainstream media um, companies like, the Washington Post or the New York Times or any of the network yeah. news shows, I won't. Even, I refuse to even post them. Even if it's an article that the title sounds like I would really like it, like they're exposing something, I won't even. Yeah. I won't print those articles. I'll wait for a day or two and somebody else will come and report on what they were reporting on, and I'll put. Yeah, that I out. do the same thing. I try and you know, sometimes I'll share it if I'm mocking it or something or criticizing it. But I'm the same way. Right. If I can find an alternative source. I always right. do use that instead of one of the mainstream ones. I don't want to give them airtime. We need to we need to stop feeding that beast. People need to cut their cable and support independent journalists and just stop playing the game. Don't participate. Don't participate. But do you know? Do you think they even care? Are they so deep into this dark web that <laughs> that the media even care that they're losing profits? No, they'd rather they'd rather go under. <laughs> I think so. I think and that's so. where they're they they headed. I mean, the ratings are so low. Like viewership is way down for all of them. Even though you know, Fox, I think, is at the top with a number of its shows, but even still, I think total viewership overall is way way down for all of them. 
Right. Which is good. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I think um, Fox, the only reason I'll see a lot of videos out, you know, that they'll put out, that they're reporting honestly about something, at least. Right. You know. Yeah, they do have some good reporting. That's, that's true. Right. And I never thought I would say that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They don't have to go far, though, to do better than the others. That's right. That's exactly right. But your show that you and Albert do every day at noon, people, this is the best daily newscast I'm telling you I have ever heard. Please tune in every day for Trish and Albert's show on Facebook. Well, thank you so much, Trish. The end is here. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank you. You too. We'll see you next week, people. And have a good week. Bye-bye.